It's a wee natter, and I'm Mark Steele, and across the table from me... Is Jenny Steele. Yes, still keeping it in the family, and we're joining you on the week, dear Lister, where driving school has appeared on demand. Oh, I saw that. I spotted that the other night. I had to watch it. If you're not familiar with driving school, it is literally what you think it is. It's a TV show where they follow people learning to drive Mm. with the hope that they'll pass their exams. It was set and recorded way back... So this is real life thing. 1997. Wow. I binged on all six episodes, didn't I? Oh, I totally didn't binge on it. But <laughs> I bet I wasn't the only one that got taken back to the late 90s by both the fashion, mm. so you saw how they were dressed and all that, and you'll know exactly what sound I'm on about the moment I say it, the Nokia ringtone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you still want to go back in time... Tom Jolly is another animated yeah. <laughs> reference there. And of course, driving school was uh, where Maureen became a bit of a star, didn't she? She did. She, did. she passed eventually, didn't she? In oh, she an did. automatic. Yeah. Oh, sorry. If, if you've not watched it yet, I've just done a spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Uh, sorry. Admittedly, it came out in 1997, <laughs> so it's a bit late to be holding spoilers <laughs> and things like that. Uh, although I do wonder, you know, how was your experience learning to drive? Um, I had... Two instructors. One because I felt like I was getting absolutely nowhere with doing the same thing all the time, mm. and then I swapped over to a different instructor, and I seemed to do pretty well with that instructor, and ended up passing. Oh wow, that's yeah. not too bad, is yeah. it? Yeah, we didn't have the theory test though in my day. Oh, just so practical. I had both the theory test and that thing where you have to do the um, where you see the video and you've got to go. Oh, that's a hazard because somebody's a bit. The one I got was a really, you knew it was going to happen from frame one because it was that 400 yards and you're in the lane that are about to merge into you. Hmm, I wonder what's going to happen here. But (laughs) I managed to pass my test with what's called a clean sheet. So no no faults at all whatsoever. I had several crashes within my first couple of years. So being good at exam isn't necessarily a good indicator of skill. That's what I learned about driving. And on that note, let's have a wee natter. So yet again, dear listener, I have been allowed to make a mistake that I seem to do, well, with some regularity in this place, and go on the internet. And I have been on the depths of the internet and the depths of Reddit, and I encountered a question on my travels. Mm. Yeah, so it's quite interesting so far, doesn't it? Yeah. The question I encountered, you could give one non-flying animal, excluding humans, the ability to fly. Which animal do you choose to maximise chaos? <laughs> and the important point there is to maximise chaos. What would you go with? I'd go with cats, give them wings so they can cause chaos in the sky with the birds. Flying pussycats? Yes. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> would it apply just to, like, domestic house cats or would it be everything that counts as a cat? Can you so imagine like, everything that counts as a cat? <laughs> Lions in the air. And flying tigers. lynxes and flying... <laughs> Pumas. Oh, my God, the, the trip to Tesco would be deadly. <laughs> Never mind anything else. Wow, I think, I think you've hit on the correct answer there. Personally, I'd have to go with a patriotic answer. It's got to be the Loch Ness Monster or the Kelpies. <laughs> now, just imagine the sheerness of Nessie, you know, the sheer size of Nessie, flying past your house. Be like a tornado every time she went past wow, and flipped yeah. the flipper, wouldn't it? Yeah. You, no, nobody would have any shingle left on the roof. <laughs> on the other hand, the Kelpies, which you've never heard of them before, they're shape-shifting spirits associated with Scottish locks. Yeah. And tend to have a habit of not being the most benevolent of types. So shape-shifting and flying at the same time. Mm. 
Mm. Wow, that, 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 that would be chaotic, wouldn't it? Mm. But I was having a look at the other suggestions they had on this website. Uh, one of them was penguins. They just can't fly. Can no. you imagine the built-in rage at that point <laughs> when they suddenly get to fly? Unless they're on the BBC. The BBC managed to make them fly. Uh, and the Did other Pingu one... Pingu fly? Pingu cannot fly. Ah, uh, okay. Pingu's made of plastic. <laughs> I mean, you could probably lob them, but I don't think it counts as flying. Uh, how about giraffes? Wow, yeah. They'd be a bit cumbersome, though, wouldn't they, with the long necks? Yeah, but it'd be so weird to look at. You'd definitely start questioning what the pharmacy gave you at that point. It would, you? yeah. So I'm going to open this up to you, dear listener. You can give one non-flying animal, apart from humans, the ability to fly. Which animal do you choose to maximise chaos? Get in touch with us at Solid Radio UK on Twitter or at Solid City if you prefer to talk to the cat instead. Mm. And the same on Facebook. Or if you're listening on Spotify, there is a question and answer section and you can type your answer in there. And we'll have a chat about it in some future episode. Great. I want to have a bit of a conversation with you about, you know, was it a couple of weeks ago we had a talk about 2022 and this is still a thing? Yes. The, the fact we are in the future effectively. We're beyond the future and back to the future. That's how in the future we are now in 2022, yeah. Yeah. Well, that kind of scenario popped into my head the other day because I went out to a coffee shop, as, as you know, as, as, as I like to do, and I didn't have a coffee. I actually had a pot of tea. Hang, hang on a minute. A hang on a minute. So, so you did your usual thing of going out to a coffee shop, yeah. which you seem to be addicted to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the nation. And then you went, oh, I know what I want in a coffee shop, surrounded by all these different blends of coffee. Tea. I, yeah. bet, I bet you'd be the sort of person. I, I remember there's a shop in Dundee. It might not exist anymore, but the shop in Dundee where they were, literally had all the different coffees on the wall and they would grind them for you if you wanted. Oh, wow. Right there in the shop and you walk away with them and that's your bag of coffee, posh coffee to have at home. You'd be the sort of person to go in there and go, You got any Horlicks, oh, mate? Oh, my Yaksha tea. <laughs> um, no, so basically, I got my teapot. Uh, in one of those, you know, those old um, stainless steel teapots that you have and you've got oh. your little stainless steel jug. Well, I waited for the for it to mash, as you do, and then went to pour it. It leaks. 2022 and those stainless steel teapots, they still leak through the lid. So when you're like pouring your tea and I'm trying to sit there looking like really refined in my new dress, which is white, by the way, I'm trying to look really good. Trying to make out I'm a bit of a tea mm-hmm. connoisseur to impress the show offs around me at the next table. I pour my tea, little finger sticks up as well. I don't know why, but that automatically stuck my little finger up as I'm pouring. That's... Oh, you're trash. Sure. So, yeah. let me get it straight. You're talking about the stainless steel teapot. That, yeah. So, we're talking about the sort of thing you see in a work cafeteria yeah, yeah. or like a guy at a service station or something like that. That's the sort of thing you're on about. It, that is, yeah. Pour it in the cup, bang, off the tea spills out on the saucer. So you're thinking, look around quickly, don't you? And you're like, I don't think anybody saw me. So you like mop it up, don't you? Mop, mop the mess up. Go to take a drink. And what have you forgot to do? You forgot to mop underneath the cup. So all the tea that was underneath the cup because it was sat on the sofa has now dripped down the front of your dress. Oh. And then you're there trying to kind of, you know, wipe yourself down and everything. And it's like, it's right near your lap. So now you look clumsy and I mm-hmm. also look like I weed myself. Well, how do we know we didn't? You, you didn't weed yourself. Well, I'm, ge- I'm guessing you didn't in this scenario. <laughs> I didn't, so, but why is that a thing in this day and age still? There's teapots still. Why are they using the, the, lead, the lid? They mm. still don't go... F- they look flat yeah. when you go to pour. Then you pour it, and the tea just comes out the top of the teapot. 
it does strike me as this is an engineering challenge that should have been solved a long time ago. And we, we haven't come up. I mean, we've managed to come up with teapots where you can poison people with them. Because yeah. you hold a, your finger over certain holes. But you haven't come up with a teapot that doesn't leak. No, and not at all. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tricky one for it completely redesigning the teapot well, to be like a tap or something If, if like somebody that. can show me how to use it, because you can't put your finger on the lid mm. to hold the lid down as you pour in, because it's red hot, so you burn your finger. So you can't, I don't know, I don't ah, know what the correct way is. <laughs> I've got a solution to that. As best those gloves, I got a big job lot of them in the 70s. I've still got to get rid of some. So would you like some so yeah, you can pour tea safely? Well, take me oven gloves <laughs> when I next go to a tea room. <laughs> in case you've not noticed, dear listener, we've had yet another chancellor here in the UK. So this is like serious news stuff. It's not far off one a month at the moment. That's the sort of rate we've been going through. I'm next. You're next, are you? Yeah. Well, what have you got any ideas for when it's your turn for the job? Um, I'm going to call a general election. They don't know this yet. And I'm hoping that they're going to get kicked out. That they're is... Controversial. I think you've managed to write yourself out of the gig there by saying <laughs> that. But, you know, when, it's my, when my turn comes up, which I think is in you know, a couple of months' time, mm-hmm. I've got a money-making idea that I think will save the UK economy, right? You know how you get nudie calendar calendars for charity, mm. right? How about to pay off the debt of the country, we do a sexy chancellor calendar, right? <laughs> Every month has a new minister for the role, you know. And the best bit is, so long as you're not peeking ahead, as you open it into the new month, that is the new chancellor for that month in some sort of mm. sexy pose. What do you think of that idea? I'm not sure, actually, now. I've just got horrible images in my head. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, I've not, I've not really thought this through. No. We'll make a loss. Oh, well. The meat raffle it is then. That's what <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah, that's the one. And was it just me or did the meat always seem to come with a security tag on it? <laughs> so I was wondering the other day, you know when you go into shops and you're buying stuff, do the people in the shops judge you for what you're buying? Uh, yeah, I think they do. Yeah, because, you know, if you went in giggling and buying junk food, mm. and would you assume that I was high if that happened and you were the shopkeeper. Yes, yeah. Yes. Well, it's been a long time since I worked in a shop. It was back in the days of Comet with the bright orange shirts. You know, you could signal aircraft with them. And, you know, another gig I had a couple of years later, you know those accident report forms you fill in when you cut your finger at work Mm. or at the shop or whatever? Yeah. I used to process those for one of the big supermarkets. My job was literally sit there in the evenings reading the accident report forms, and then type out what somebody'd scrawled badly in handwriting, usually things like face plant into a cage, run over by a mobility scooter, slipped on a grape. You know, <laughs> the, the, the classic accidents you have in a supermarket. Yeah, yeah. Right? So I was going through them one, and then one day this one comes in, it's a bit different. There's a very short description on it, and it says bitten by mouse. Hmm. Now, it involved a customer, which meant I had to phone them up and go, you know, hello, I'm from the supermarket. Can we give you a couple of quid in the voucher so you shut up? Or would you like the contact details of our solicitor? You know, take <laughs> yeah, a big yeah. type thing. Now I'm looking at this thing, I'm thinking, oh God, if this is the public, this this is this is something that's going to appear in the Daily Mail or something like that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to mock that you read Daily Mail, you're all right, carry on. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I mean, if it was a bit more out there, we'd be talk, talking about something like the Sunday sport. But you know, it, it's the sort of thing you, you get angry yes. people in the front of the newspaper, arms crossed, looking yeah. grumpy. Yeah. It felt like it was going to be Grumpo one of those face. So I make the phone call and go, hello, it's Mark here from the supermarket. I hear you had an accident. 
It's a bit of a strange one, this one. All I've got is bitten by a mouse. Could you tell me a bit more about it? First thing that comes out of the mouth is, oh, it's my own silly fault. Oh, I said, right. I forget. What did you do in a supermarket? It was your own fault. You got a bit of a mouse. Oh, yeah, I was running along behind the bread. And, uh, you know, I'm a professional mouse handler. So I saw it there. I thought, oh, well, I can rescue it and help it. Just stuck my hand in, got bitten because it got scared. That's it. I didn't know there was such a thing as a professional mouse it, handler. <laughs> exactly, a professional mouse handler. How is that? I, think, I don't know. Yeah. It's not and, something I'd want to do. And on that point, thinking about that story, I guess I've answered my own question, haven't I? There are some customers, decades later, dear listener, that you still remember coming into the shop. Mm. I've got a new word. I've got a new buzzword. Uh-oh. The buzzword I'm talking about is binfluencers. Binfluencers. Binfluencers, yeah. I'm going to take a guess. This is something about influencing with a bin. Yeah, it is, yeah. And the reason why is, you know when it's bin day and you're mm. not 100% sure what colour bin you need to put out, especially if you've got about three or four different bins, so some councils have four, some, some councils have five bin, different bins for different things. I look out the window and I always check to see what the old lady down the road puts out. Because old people always know the right bin to put out, don't they? I call them binfluencers. No, no, they don't always, you see. Now, what I need to start doing, you've got me thinking, should I start putting the wrong bin out earlier than anyone else yeah. does to see who <laughs> Then you'll copies. be the binfluencer. But though, I have come off worse with that, as seeing like no bins out at all, I'm thinking... Do they know something I don't? So I don't bother putting mine out. Mm. And then 5am the next day, you hear that bin lorry and you're like, oh my God, it's the bank holiday. So the bins are emptied and your bin's kind of still in the back. And it's like, have you ever thought to try and get a bin out a back gate that's that down the side of the house? It's like it's like a wind tunnel. You've got your pyjamas on, five o'clock mm. in the morning, you're trying to shove your bin out the gate and the gate's slapping back in your face and you've got four bin men looking at you like you're having a bit of an episode like a bit of a meltdown well so long as they don't pull the same stunt bus drivers do and wait for you to get just to the end of the your driveway and then oh no no oh sorry you've missed us and start moving off yeah yeah i think they do that on purpose they do they do what the bus drivers are the bus, <laughs> so, sorry bus driver, they don't really no i'm sure that because sometimes you see that look in the mirror and you're like yeah you knew i was waiting for that bus but yeah, yeah, no, the bit, the, the, the fall, they just watch me struggle. And I'm trying to, I can't get my bin. It's wedged between the brick wall and trying to get it in the bin and the wall and the wind's blowing the, the back gate short. And I'm trying to wedge it open, get my bin out, just so I can get my bin emptied. So is this a tornado that happens specifically on the same day every week? At your, your <laughs> I don't know what it is. The side of the house, one side's like a wind tunnel and you're trying, psh, trying to get out. And so that, that let me down. So I don't bother anymore. I just look on the, uh, is it the Facebook page that they've got and tells right. you what your bin is for the next day. But yeah, but I always thought, oh, you just think old people knew what was going on with the bin. So to me, I I kind of nicknamed them binfluencers. Ah, I see what you're saying there. Mm. And when you say when you said give up, I was a little bit worried there that you're just giving up on bins and going, you know what, I, ju- I shall just set my rubbish free. It shall join it shall the breeze. Free. Yeah. And wherever <laughs> it ends up is where it shall lay. <laughs> much of a cyclist i'll ask you that do you listen to you jenny as well no i'm not no yeah I'm, I'm not myself i have a habit of having accidents you know and it's not just on the bike as well i was uh bagging they call it bagging a munro once it was one of the mm. easy ones i mean it was shahalian or something like that and we're on our way back down and there was a couple on the way up at the same time <laughs> now he 
who are obviously quite keen to do this. She did not look interested in the whole thing, looked like she'd been dragged along, wasn't happy about the whole thing. At that point, I'm going past him. I trip up, go knees first down the hill, you know, like on rock and roll on a stage onto the knees, yeah. start sliding. I was like that going down the mountain, <laughs> properly rock and roll. I, I, I put an end to their day, basically. They went, no, I'm going back down if that's what happened. <laughs> Did you say hey up as you slid down? Hey up, hey, I'm right, I'll see you later as my knees get ripped to shreds. <laughs> it was all right in the end, but uh, you know, I think I put her off for a good while on that Probably one. still laugh. <laughs> and adding a bike in, you know, it's just asking for trouble. Yeah. But if you, Jenny, or you, dear listener, especially if you're a woman, were more of a cyclist in the 19th century, your doctor might want a word. Oh. Yeah. Turns out that for women, girls, and middle-aged men, mm-hmm. they were worried about getting something called bicycle face. <laughs> bicycle face? But it's not that your face looks like a bicycle. It's described <laughs> as a face usually flushed, sometimes pale, often with lips more or less drawn, and the beginning of dark shadows under the eyes, and always an expression of weariness. Oh, my God. That just sounds like normal, doesn't it? That's me. It is, yeah. It just sounds like getting knackered. Yeah. I went like that on a long commute from the bedroom <laughs> yeah. to the kitchen. So it got me wondering if, you know, if there's a kind of face, because there's a bicycle face, is there a kind of face associated with each mode of transport? You know, what would a car face look like or a bus face? <laughs> I just had a flip. I thought you were going to say, is there a cake face? Sorry. <laughs> cake face just looks very inflated. And whatever you do, don't call your boss a cake face. <laughs> It's Jenny's Moan of the Week. Jen, Jen's Moan, moan of, of the, the week. week. This week's moan, vapes, vaping. Vaping? Vaping, yeah. Well, very specifically, with a V, vaping. With a V, vaping. So you don't get confused with anything else. Yeah, but they're, they're yeah sort with of a knock V, off, yeah. Knock off smoking, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I personally, mm. I, I hate it. I don't know why you have to do it, but for me, the pet hate for me is when... You do an impersonation of a dragon. You got your vape, and it just—it's like, why do you feel the need to have all this smoke coming all over the shop? So it's affecting me because I'm standing behind you in a bus queue. Um, when I stand outside shop entrances and you're going in, and it's that sweet, sickly smell. And I don't know what I'm breathing in because I feel like I'm having the vape for on your behalf, sort of thing. But yeah, vaping—I don't know why it's a thing. If you need to vape, I'm sure you can get them without the smoke. Because have you ever have you ever passed somebody by doing a vape? That's that's it's just yeah. I, I know the sort of thing you're on about, and the thing that pops into my head when I go past is Thomas the Tank Engine for some reason, rather than a dragon. It's not nowhere near as cool, but that's where my mind goes where I see these things, and I I know exactly what you're on about. So, uh, you know, it's admittedly better than getting a blast of cigarette or cigar smoke. In your face, given the choice. But I'm not sure. It's still got chemicals in there, hasn't it? Well, everything like has chemicals nicotine in it. and things. But it's like, if you can get them without mm. the smoke part, then that's fine. But you, they're just, it kind of, they blow it. And it's like, all of a sudden, I feel like it's thick fog like coming down because it's just like in your face. And you can't give them a wide berth and walk past because it's blowing in the wind. So mm. it blows in your direction. So if, if anybody's smoking, and I'm behind them, I tend to go to the side or cross over because I don't want to inhale it. But 
the vape is such a cloud of smoke. You know you're going to be walking through it. And I feel, I feel dirty after I've walked through that that vape fog. I don't know why. I just, oh, God, you know. So is this how people are going to recognise you in public? You happen to walk past somebody that's vaping quite legally, quite as mm. they as they, they can in public, and you're the one that suddenly gets out, like, the face-washing kit and starts cleaning yeah, yourself yeah. and having a little shower. Can you vape that. at a bus stop, though? Because it's illegal to smoke at a bus stop. Does oh. that include vaping? Now, that's that's one to think about, if anybody knows the answer to that one. I'm sure there's a. I'm Let sure I can know. Google the answer, but I have yeah. no idea, and I've, I've never honestly cared enough to check it. But I sort of see where you're coming from. You know, I, I, it's it's one of those hobbies you unfortunately have to share. You know, it's just the joy of being surrounded in. You know, and round our way, there's a lot of Bob Marley enthusiasts. You have to enjoy. You have to share that experience as well a bit. But yeah, you, I can, don't you don't like get that out either. Of, you don't get out with other hobbies. You don't get it with eating. No. You know, if I was eating a burger that just sprayed everywhere, <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think it would go down well. Music, I suppose you sort of share with your neighbours. You know, mm. if, if I was into drumming, my neighbour would know about it and would probably have a complaint in with a council about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, if they could hear the Casio keyboard while I was practising, they'd probably have a complaint in with the council as well. Uh, thank God for headphones as well. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Green sleeves has never sounded so weird. Because <laughs> I gotta remember, try to remember, is it that one or is it that one? Have you ever been listening to a song and you can be, you could have been listening to this song for years and years and years and years and you've only just realised what the correct words are? Oh, I know what you're on about. Misheard lyrics. Misheard lyrics, yeah. The one I think that comes to mind that started me thinking about this is the earth wind and fire one now i always thought they used to say we can boogie down the telephone i thought that's what that, if you play it that's what it sounds like but that, you told me it's not that that is not a miss hell lyric that is literally what no it, it is we can boogie down down or something it's supposed to be but it sounds exactly like boogie down the telephone i want all our listeners to go off and um, if they've got it play it just search for it and as it starts it does sound like we can boogie down the telephone. But anyway, so it got me thinking about misheard lyrics. And I don't know if you've got any out there that you, you know, you want to let us know. But once you've heard this, once you've heard them, you, you can't unhear them, can you? So I've got the, is it Kings of Leon? Kings of Leon? Sex is on fire, I'm guessing. That's, that's their, their main song. That's the band. That's the one, thought, yeah. right? Do you know what I thought they said? Dyslexics on fire. Dyslexics on fire. That that would be a bit cruel, wouldn't it? Just, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, yeah. That just is. because you're dyslexic, dyslexic, like... you get set on fire. That that's a bit extreme, isn't it? And what about Sigma? Call me. I swear to God, she's saying corn beef. Corn beef. Corn beef. I sort of see where you're coming from. Yeah, that, that. yeah, that. Yeah, it, it's it's like isn't it? Um. And then is it hot chocolate? I believe in miracles. To me, it sounds like I remove umbilicals. <laughs> you sexy thing. I mean, it, 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 I don't see how the, t- the two phrases will work together. I, I remove umbilicals, you sexy thing. It, <laughs> That's great, that, quite, isn't it? I love it. You know, if that's what gets you going in the morning. <laughs> so if you've got any, then just let us know, eh, Mark? Because it's quite funny. That was, unfortunately, dear listener, a wee natter. I was Mark Steele and in front of me was... Jenny Steele, am I allowed back? 
We'll see what happens. <laughs> I, I might change my name in the future, <laughs> yeah. just to, just to be different. And uh, I suppose I better tell you the different ways you can listen, dear listener, which is right here on this whatever podcast feed you choose. You have two great options for that. One of them is the solid radio feed, which gets you all the other fun stuff as well, whether it's Tony T's music box, it is uh, feel-good stuff, or even interviews with cats as well. Mm. Not with the actual cats. That would be weird. And Mr. Hall as well. I'm, I'm getting my... I don't know why she doesn't just say it out loud. Like, I'm just getting mouthed. Can you, do you remember Mr. Mr. Hall? Hall, we love his solid country. Yes, country <laughs> music as well. Or, if you prefer, you know what? I just want a wee natter and nothing else. You subscribe to a wee natter on your podcatcher of choice. Mm. And that's your d- choice. Us or Solid Radio. That's your two options. You must subscribe to at least one. That's tough, isn't it? Tough. To, I think I just subscribe to both. Subscribe to both subscribe. so we can get twice as many listeners. Is that yeah. what you're shooting for? Yeah. That, that's called cheating, that is. And uh, <laughs> on that note, this is a Solid Radio production, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>